welcome to episode five of Tupotoa Talanoa, the alumni series. Uh, we've got a very, very special guest uh, with us this morning, and uh, I guess we'll just kick off straight into it. Also, if you would mind introducing yourself, uh, where you interned, what year you interned, and where you are now. Oh, good. Uh, Tal for lover, my name's Wesley Mawaf. Uh, yeah, I'm a New Zealand born Samoan, born and bred from the O3 from Christchurch. Um, and yeah, I'm, I interned with a company called uh, Arup, A R U P. I mumble a bit, but yeah, Arup. Um, in 2018 to 2019, um, I ended up extending my internship for like eight months and then ended up getting a grad role and came back in 2020 after my, after my studies. and I've been with Arab ever since. So anytime someone's like, oh, how long you been with Arab? I still count my internship years. So I've been with Arab for four years now. I think maybe last week or the two weeks ago, it was like four, four, weeks, four year anniversary. Do you have a birthday cake? Nah, but... Oh, man. Maybe Gotta put that in the complaint box here. Yeah. <laughs> so in terms of Arab, what, what do you specifically do there, please? Wait. So I'm a geotechnical engineer, which is like a sub-discipline of civil engineering. Yeah. Um, and uh, in simplified terms, I suppose geotechnical engineering is just everything to do with the ground. So um, we pretty much focus on large infrastructure projects in New Zealand. So uh, think of your your bridges, your roads, your tunnels. So like Central Rail Link or Auckland Light Rail or something like that. Yeah. And all of those things go on the ground or go through the ground. And geotechnical engineers run the calculations so that they're all goods in earthquakes. They're all goods when the trains go through it. And if it doesn't go well, uh, I'm, still a ju- I'm still a junior, so it's all good. Cool. So, um, you know, obviously there's a big drive to encourage more Māori Pacific into the area of engineering. Mm. So how did you sort of get into this space? Uh, yeah, I didn't know I wanted to be an engineer. <laughs> I, I was in like, uh, let's say I was like year 10 and my dream was always to become a pilot. Um, I got to year 12, uh, year 13, and then I went to the Open Day in Massey University. If you want to become a pilot, you can go to Massey University. And I went on this Open Day, paid like 120 bucks, and you um, you get to fly the plane. Like, with an instructor, there's like dual stuff. And I, man, I don't know if you've ever been like in a really small plane, but it's amazing. Um, and I did that, and I was like, yeah, this is what I want to do. And then it dawned on me that, man, if I was going to become a pilot, it was going to plunge my family into like, financial debt like it'll be like $110,000 mm-hmm. and my parents were like willing to do that because your student loan doesn't cover all of that Thanks. but nah it, it, like, it would have been pretty bad so it was like oh nah I, I won't do that um, but what am I good at at school I'm pretty good at math and science um, I had some connections through some programs down in Christchurch and I was just like oh math science I'll go do engineering and then I kind of just fell into passion of engineering I suppose like to be honest I was just very lucky mm-hmm. I took six years to do a four-year degree um, probably into like third or fourth year I still didn't actually know what engineering was um, but eventually like I got an internship through Tupotoa, um, went and worked at Arup and man honestly like the, the mentors that I had there it was just so cool really nerdy but I, uh, I I always say this but you know for everything that there's for everything someone thinks is boring, yeah. there's probably someone out, someone out there that's super passionate about it. Yeah. And I went and did my internship um, with Arab, um, and I was sitting in a boardroom just like this kind of thing. Yeah. 
and we were workshopping a problem solution and man these seniors were just talking like they were listing off references they were like oh yeah um what about tokimatsu and osaka and and they were saying oh 96 paper oh no 2001 or like just listing off references and i was sitting there i was like this is so cool <laughs> and then like and I, I i got a i got a feeling of like like what what it was all about yeah. um went back to uni killed it in that in that last semester yeah. got my degree came back but yeah like i gotta say there's, there's not many bus or moldy people in the industry like i know a few yeah. um but fingers crossed we get get more in there just because i i think there's real value and um the mindset and the diversity of thought that we bring into um, into, into the into the corporate space, specifically in engineering. Yeah, I love it. So yeah, there's a couple of things in there. Eh? I think sometimes you know it's easy to get caught up in the balano, and actually there's so many things to we love to dig deep. Sorry, I ramble. No, no, no. This is this is perfect, man. Uh, this is a perfect platform for that. So uh, first and foremost, where did the sort of um, curiosity to become a pilot come from? I don't even know. It would have been like when I was like a little kid and I was just like, oh, you know, I want to fly. Yeah. Um, and then I started saying it and I was just like, yeah, cool. Like year nine, year 10, year 11. Like, and I knew that you needed to be good at physics, yeah. you needed your chemistry, you needed um, calculus. And I did, I did all my subjects purely based off of yeah. I'm going to be a pilot. Um, and I, I, I don't know. I think it, one was something that I thought was cool for myself to do, but also as a well enough paying job that I could also kill two birds with one stone and provide for my family as well. And I mean, this comes down to that thing that we were talking about before and yeah. like, I think today's generation of Pacifica people, Pacifica and Māori people, like have a really unique opportunity. Like where, where our parents used to work jobs for not much money, but to provide for their families, um, they used to do those jobs, but I, I would hazard a guess that they weren't passionate about that job. Um, but now we have the opportunity to work in jobs that we can provide for our families, but also be passionate, um, be passionate about yeah. it. Um, so I think that's where the pilot thing came yeah. from. But now I can do it for engineering. Would you still say there's a desire to... Because who knows what the future holds, obviously. Yeah. But would you... Do you think that there might be a consideration to pursue that? Maybe somewhere? not at all. No, like I like okay. I kind of I, I annoy some of my like friends at work. Yeah, because man, I, I love my job. Eh? Yeah, I, yeah, like yeah. I I love geotechnical engineering. I okay. like I love the place that I work. I like the opportunities. Oh, like love the opportunities that um, that I get to do. Yeah. Like, I mean, we might talk about it later, but just some of the things I get to work on. Yeah. But yeah, like I, I get to wake up every day and. You know, work work is hard sometimes, yeah. but really nerdy. But like, I'm I'm sitting at work doing math homework, doing <laughs> doing like assignments that I used to do in uni, like 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 pencil, paper, ruler, doing yeah, Pythagoras yeah. theorem, like every week. And I there you go, and bro, I froth for it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think they need a they need to clip that and send it to yeah. some high school kids because I remember one of the biggest things in high school math class was yeah. Oh, Miss or sir, when are we going to use, use this? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, there we go, eh? I use it all the time. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. And so, you know, you, you took this pathway down engineering. Um, out, of, out of all the, you know, um, specialties in engineering, Yeah. how did you sort of come to Jirati? Well, like, luckily it was just 
through Tupuzoa, went to Arab, okay. and I was actually meant to be in like the civil team. So, mm. so at least at my work, so civil engineering breaks off into multiple disciplines, but the main ones, let's say, so civil engineering, then it goes into civil engineering, civil, civil engineering structures, civil okay. engineering geotech, civil engineering water, all that type of stuff. And I was meant to be in the civil team, but then at the last moment, someone they, they changed me into the geotech team. Yeah. And man, I'm lucky because like best team. Yeah. Like I I went into that team, loved my internship, loved the people that I worked with and just loved the discipline. And then yeah, just like luckily fell into it. Yeah. And, oh, so I, all through yeah. the internship? Yeah. Wow. Like and I I, I I don't like that because it's like, oh, no, I don't like it. But no. It's because it's, it, it's not like a tangible thing to tell people, but it's like, oh, I've been like just pretty fortunate. Like, yeah. like luckily. But you I have just, to be in the place to be fortunate, eh? So, yeah. Which we'll touch on soon. Yeah. Uh, just before we come back there, sorry, Wes, um, I can't go past the fact you said you took six years to complete a four year degree? Yeah. What happened there? So, yeah, what did happen there? A lot of extracurricular stuff. Okay. Yeah, but I but but I I don't like to say that because it's like I don't want to say that I took six years because of extracurricular mm-hmm. things. Yeah. I was like you know, it was just poor time management for myself. Okay. Like, but like I'm assuming like a few busfeeker among people like you know services at the forefront. So yeah. there was a bunch of community oh, not a bunch of there there was some community groups that I was part of part of church as well, um, university groups like you know, the Samoan Students Association yeah. and like. They all, they all played a part to, and they're, they're all very important parts of like uh, my being, I suppose. And I just wasn't the best at uh, time management. Yeah. But yeah, took me six years. And I, I say it a lot, like, it took me six years to do a four year degree. Um, like, the end degree, were, I also make jokes about it. It's like, oh, I got a, I got a Bachelor of Engineering with honours. Second class, <laughs> second division. But the. Oh, the thing I like tell to like kids as well is like, man, once you get your degree, yeah, that's the like that's in. the ticket. Like, yeah. like once you get your foot on the door, and once you show your worth, like, like as, like I've gone to work now, and like, and I know heaps of people that like had the same journey. Like we 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 plugged our um our CVs and asked for heaps of job applications, all that sort of stuff, and and no one was budging, no one was budging, yeah. and then you know Tupatua saw us gave us the opportunity we get in there and we kill it yeah. like because they like they, they see this oh my gosh why how's this person working so hard why are they so passionate and it's like oh man like we we got some we got some, not baggage we, we got some other stuff that's like that's driving us mm. like we got a I don't want to say a bigger purpose but no. like more than oh, I just want money it's yeah. like nah I got, I got a family to support um, I'm looking for something that I'm passionate about sort of thing no but I know right now we could go on for three hours but we don't have that time because I just want to sort of dig a little bit deeper here if you wouldn't mind please basically because you know I'm guessing the GPA wasn't too flash oh no it wasn't <laughs> and I'm, I'm not sure to answer yeah. what's my GPA it was definitely higher than a C yeah because oh you know the C minus C yeah maybe I've gone to a B yeah because then it goes into like third class or third division yeah Heck, some places don't even do third division yeah. but um yeah it was it was not flash yeah. at all and like 
it, it took me to my final year to like be passionate about what I was doing. And when I went back to uni, and like I said before, like after the internship, I went back to uni, yeah. and now I was like, oh, this is what this is what I want to do. Yeah. This is the drive. I can I can see the light at the end of the tunnel, sort of thing. And it, like, I, I suppose I was lacking a bit of purpose and lack of direction in the degree. I'm like, oh, what? Like I said, what is engineering? Yeah. Four years in, like, yeah. No, so cool, man. And and so, you know, you talked about all the extracurricular. Uh, curricular activities and I think it, it plays a, that's a big sort of um, aspect of a lot of Māori Pacific in those shoes that you used to be in yeah what would you say to them because I feel like sometimes we we may view it as a burden mm. but how would you say that's helped you uh, in your current sort of mm. place yeah. well I mean I, I uh, it wasn't a midlife crisis yeah. but <laughs> when I was doing that service and stuff like I feel like the main draw card or the main value that I was providing to my community was the fact that I was a young person and I have ideas and I have thoughts um, and then I was now no longer young um, but how how can I still provide for my my community and like with the hardware service and all that type of stuff and that's why I was like oh I, I better finish my degree and try and tie in um, I suppose a heart of service with my career because I'm not going to be a Pacific young person for very much longer and I can't be providing that insight anymore because there's, there's a new generation coming through. Yeah. So uh, cool, man. And obviously you had to move from Christchurch to Auckland, right, yeah. for that opportunity. Mm. How would you sort of speak into that area of, you know, recognising opportunity and doing what whatever it takes to sort of make the most of it. Yeah, I suppose there's a, I'm a bit biased, yeah. but because I'm doing engineering and I, I want to develop and grow fast, I'm not fast, but like I want to learn my craft. I want to be like an expert in my craft and develop my skills. The largest infrastructure projects in New Zealand are in Auckland. Um, and luckily for me, I've come up here and working at Arup and I get to work on the largest infrastructure projects in New Zealand, which happens to be in Auckland, but also some of the largest infrastructure projects in the world, like in Sydney, in Melbourne, in Kuala Lumpur, um, in Jakarta, like real random places. But like, I I feel like you can have those opportunities. I, I could have had those opportunities while still in Christchurch, but it would have been a bit different. Yeah. It would have been a bit harder. Whereas it's like, I, I, that's why a lot of people come up to Auckland, because this is where the, the money is yeah, but yeah. this is where the opportunities mm, are mm. and I mean I don't see myself here in Auckland like in the it's next okay. two or three years <laughs> but like in the short term yeah. for me to grow yeah I thought I had to be up here so yeah 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 so you see yourself going back down the Christchurch yeah maybe like two or three years yeah like I'll, I'll be back down Christchurch okay and hopefully I've climbed the corporate ladder enough mm. like even to be honest I could probably still do it um, now, but like working remotely from Christchurch for the same company. Yeah. Heck, even this year, I think I've worked remotely from home like three months. Yeah. Um, cumulatively. So it's, I, I could probably do that. Maybe, but I, I still feel a bit junior, so it kind of yeah. feels like, oh, I don't, I, I'm, I'm not senior enough to be doing this sort of thing. It's just yeah. working from Christchurch. So do you feel like you're in that sort of, that weird space now? We like, you're obviously not new. Yeah. You don't feel like you're quite. Oh, yeah, I, I definitely still think I'm a junior. Yeah. Like, 
even even the most senior person that I, I work with, and this is why I like really like working with him and um, communicating with him is because he's like over fifty, been doing this for twenty to thirty years, and he's still learning and he's still passionate about the craft. And like he, he he's an expert in some fields, but he he knows his like flaws, I suppose. Um, so yeah, and, and you sort of touched on climbing the corporate ladder. Mm. <clears throat> Has it been what you envisioned it would be would be like? If that makes sense. To be honest, I don't really know what I was expecting. Mm. Like, like I, I was always going to go in and be outspoken and like I'm oh, not talk shit. I shouldn't say that, but like, <laughs> like, like call things out that I didn't like or that I disagreed with. Mm. And for the most part, I had good reception. So, mm. like, um. Yeah, I suppose I'm just trying to naturally yeah. climb the corporate ladder and have those quote-unquote awkward conversations, oh, yeah, pay yeah, reviews yeah. and appraisals yeah. and stuff, but like, and I, I can't wait till those things. Yeah. Uh, but I, I would say I look forward to those yeah. things because, like those awkward conversations, because I'm confident in the work that I've, that I've done. Yeah. yeah. But let's pause there because I love that. Because, and let's face it, man, a lot of uh, Maori Pacific struggle with this whole concept of mm. awkward conversations is it something that you were sort of just brought up in or is it something you've developed or yeah I think it came about from like a lot of the community work so okay. I, I was in a group called Pilot P-Y-L-A-T mm. and our whole thing was like uh, getting busfika young people to uh, what's the word uh, interact with democracy I've got the, the, the words of it but mm. You know, we had to be outspoken. We had to call stuff out as it was. Mm. And, like, on top of that, when I'm in the workplace and in the climate that we're in right now, mm. and I'm probably going to say it to the interns when they finish... We, we have interns at our work right now. Yeah. Um, when they finish, like, like, we need you yeah. way more than you need us. Like, like they are the value. They are the, they are the gems. And I feel that, that same way about myself. Like, I'm, I'm comfortable to call stuff out at work because I don't necessarily fear being fired um, not not that I'm just saying like, <laughs> bad things or anything but like like if someone's asking me to work overtime and they're not going to pay me I'm like I'm not going to do the work like justify it or like have those awkward conversations because at the end of the day if I get fired like oh, this is bad to say but like uh, I could I can find a new job or if I can't find a job I can go back home to my family my pride will hurt a bit but like like that's kind of not that's not what family is there for but mm. family will always have backs oh like I could I could do that that's why I go in with no fear I'm like I could either find a new job or I could go back to my family and I could I don't know do I could do anything with my life kind yeah. of but I don't think people have that mindset no <laughs> yeah um, no I I, I love it, I love it, because like, I, I know there's so much more to it. Speaking of our family, do you have any other siblings? Yeah, I have um, three sisters. And where do you... Um, like, second baby. Oh, so you're the second young. <laughs> second young. <laughs> okay, it's uh, good to know bad, you're in... <laughs> bad English. Yeah. Okay, okay. And, and how do you feel like just... That your whole family dynamic has helped you because it sounds like yeah. you know somebody who's confident to know that 
your love then have that backing so there's this mm. like you say there's a confidence of I know my value and if it doesn't align with where I'm at there's, there's like I don't know if it's a safety net but there's always somewhere to fall back yeah. on yeah I don't know like I well you know majority my sisters are like older than me and I mean I suppose they were like outspoken but they they, they were very <laughs> themselves yeah. they you know, thrived in all all environments and well, I, I was talking to them this other time but this whole idea of you know we we're all doing work that some other people might find boring but we enjoy our work my sister works one of my sisters works in the Christchurch Council on like the like help desk I suppose um, but man my sister loves to talk and she likes to help help the community and she likes to help the people that are calling even though sometimes they're berating her with like um like really mean words yeah. my other sister is an arborist and so an arborist is they they climb trees the trees yeah the cut tree. <laughs> weirdest thing wow. but like so and then I'm an engineer my other sister she's studying so she's still finding her way in yeah. terms of passion and stuff but like I come from a family that my 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 siblings are doing things that they're passionate about um and if they're doing it like I, it, it's easy for me to fold into that shout out to your folks man was that was that encouraged that, like yeah like yeah. I, I I suppose education was encouraged a lot I, I would say it was I don't know if it was necessarily my dad I mean like man there was, there was some tears shed on math homework in primary school because <laughs> you need to rock up home with like 10 questions and then you get them wrong and he writes 20 questions I was like man how's my dad writing these math questions um, but I actually think I, I think it was more so my sisters eh? like, And I was really competitive Like my sisters were okay. Always good at math Always good at science Always killing it in school Primary school Intermediate Went to high school And, and get a merit And excellence and stuff And like I just followed suit I was like oh, I, I want to be good at school I want to I want to <laughs> Like I want to be like my sisters Sort of thing yeah. like, I, I, like I wanted to clap That they were getting Sort of thing right? yeah. I suppose um, But yeah I suppose My sisters were Brainy, and then I just followed suit. So. I, I love what you've touched on in terms of just being passionate where you are mm. and sort of making the most of the situation. Because I think you know, there's seen it at times just almost an expectation of entitlement type thing. But yeah, I, I love your sort of refreshing perspective on things that, um, you know, opportunities there for you to take advantage of, but it's up to you to make the most of it, I think, yeah. yeah. And I think f- for that regard, it's like, um, what do you, what would you say are some of the things that have come up over the last four years that are, that you have sort of taken advantage of that others was offered to them, but they didn't necessarily do the same thing, if that makes sense. Ooh. Oh, man, it's, I, it's, I, I say it's hard for me to say because like uh, I, I've been fortunate in like the three years that I've actually been a grad or grad and now just engineer at Arab to have so much work like sometimes a bit too much work okay. but like I don't know just wanting to learn yeah. um, or I, I would say like shifting your perspective like sometimes sometimes you can get 
real down in your luck and you can focus on the negatives. Oh man, this this task sucks. This is taking so much time. I'm not going to do my hobbies. I'm not going to spend time with my family. It's really eating into your personal life. But at the same time, you know, if you if you look into the positives or if you like if you count your blessings, yeah. like if you end up counting your blessings, like the, the little things, like oh, you know, oh, I woke up this morning. Oh, the sun is shining. Oh, I get to go. To, I, I have the opportunity to work. I have a job. I get to provide for my family. Um, you know, I get. I have money to buy some food so that I can eat. I've got some friends at work. Like, I get to go bouldering after work. Like, when you start counting, like all these like minute things, and you start focusing on the positive things, like I. I don't know, it, it's given me a new lease in life um, for these tasks to go and attack the day sort of thing. Um, yeah, sorry if that's not really too helpful. No, 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 it's a huge, it's a huge insight because you know, I feel like take time to develop perspectives mm. and it's, it's not being an ignorant optimist type thing, right? You, yeah. know, you still have to face reality, but you know, it's your choice whether your mindset's positive. I, I think um, for you, how did that develop? To, to, to what it is now yeah. I think I've just had some like really awesome role models eh? cool like uh, while I was doing community work down in Christchurch you know um, the likes of you know Josiah Tuwana Mali'i um, Ricky Welsh like they're, they're stalwarts stalwarts and well, like pillars in, yeah. in Canterbury yeah. um, and then I had like some of my flatmates slash um, also people I worked with at the university like Tuma, like that, people that were just like planting like ideas in my head, like like li- little pearls of wisdom that I just held on to. Um, oh, actually, I, I saw some random thing on Instagram the other day, and it was like you know surround yourself with, with, with successful people, or surround yourself with people in like a good crowd, and like you'll just naturally mm-hmm. follow suit. Mm-hmm. And I, I luckily have those sort of friends. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, what's one that my mate Tool would always say? He was like, it's kind of like, um, like God's timing, but like, are you going to be ready when, when that time comes? Yeah, yeah. Like, he, he would say it to school students when he was trying to recruit people for Canterbury University. Yeah. But like, you know, that they're like, oh, I want to be a rugby player. I want, I want to be an All Black one day. Mm. Um, and he would say to them, oh, well, what are you, but, but what are you doing today to make that a reality? If, if if Ian Foster or if um, Graham Henry called you today or Steve Hanson or whoever the, the coaches at the moment if they called you up right now and were like um, yeah come to the camp be an all black are you ready? yeah yeah it's like you, you have to be ready for the opportunity when the opportunities come your way sort of thing mm. but like I have friends that are like just dropping little yeah, pearls of wisdom yeah, to me yeah, and I'm like yeah. oh cool cool yeah, yeah look it. it reminds me of uh, I saw it on Muhammad Ali poster he says the fight is won long before people get in the ring. It's yeah. it's won on the sheets and in the training rooms, and I think that's what it is. Eh? And um, I, I love that concept of just of realizing. I, I I use my parents as an example. You know, when they telling you to do things when you're younger, you're like you're rolling your eyes, and you get older, it's like, oh yeah, now I know what they mean. Eh? And mm-hmm. I think you can't get that. Like the only way you get that is hindsight and perspective. Eh? Yeah. So I love that you've you've had that group of people around you to help you get to where you are. And I, but to be honest, I think you're 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 that for somebody else now, which I think is a privilege mm. of life. Eh? Um, yeah. 
You could be mission bouldering. <laughs> we were talking about this before we started. Mm. Um, what is it and how did you get into it? Uh, yeah, oh, I can't believe I'm talking about this on the podcast. <laughs> uh, bouldering is uh, indoor rock climbing. It's like, you, I don't know, maybe like three meters up, four meters up, so you can climb up with no harness or anything, and then you just fall down onto a mat. Um, it's just a random thing some workmates end up uh, dragging me along to, and man, I fell in love with it. Eh? Like, there's not many Pacifica people there, um, but more should get into it because yeah. it's it's so fun, eh? Like, like I'm there for you're generally there for like two to three hours, and it's a a workout that doesn't feel like a workout. Yeah. And I was saying before to you, like, you know, I love playing rugby. Mm. Um, Saturday is like amazing. You get to play rugby, but you know you got to train Tuesday and Thursday, uh, and you got a gym in between, and that stuff is somewhat fun. But like you know, that's working out to work out to prep for rugby on Saturday. Whereas man, I'm just going bouldering and like it's always a workout, but it's always fun. Yeah. Like and it's so good. Great for my mental health. <laughs> just everything here, holistic well-being. And how would you sort of relate bouldering to? you know engineering and things like that how does how, does that sort of factor in into yeah I think um, it's yeah. I think it's great for like I don't know people that enjoy problem solving definitely awesome for engineers because yeah. I suppose engineering as a discipline is very methodical methodical um, it's almost like being a cook like you know if we're going to design a bridge there's a set list of things that you got to you know you got to put the flour in you got to put the sugar in crack some eggs mix it around don't overmix it, chuck it in the oven, but there's, there's steps in place, and then boom, you got a bridge. And like that, like that whole problem solving aspect or that, that routine is the same kind of thing that you end up doing at bouldering. Like I'll spend like four to five weeks on, on a climb and I won't finish it, um, but each time I go there, I'll get one hold further, another hold further, I'll figure out, oh, maybe if I put my body like that or um, use, use a different handhold, like sometimes, like, Sometimes if I grab something like this, but then just change my thumb like that, I'm like, oh my gosh, that was way easier. Yeah. But the the joy of finding a solution, I suppose, mm. and and that's something that I love about engineering. It's something I love about bouldering. But like, um, when you can find a solution to a problem, like, yeah, I don't know, it's the serotonin boost. Like, it's mm. it's so good. How, how does um how important is is patience? play into bouldering and also engineering I'm trying to think what concept to yeah. add this on but like it's really important because like you can you can hit the wall and you can like like do a really hard climb and you come off and then you're like oh man I really want to try it again but man you need to wait like five or six minutes because okay. if you go in and like try it within one minute you, you're like your muscles are already pumped. You're not going to get nearly as far, like, and you, you really need to mm. wait it out and just like, <laughs> like sit back and look at the thing as a whole. In terms of engineering, I mean, there's a phrase that some like some of my leaders always say. They're like, you know, oh, if we if we take a step back, like if you just run headfirst into a problem and like you're not really thinking about it, uh, you're going to make a lot of mistakes. But if you just take a pause, step back, um, yeah, it, it, the the solution. Will Will come to you. And do you think a younger Wiz would have been as equipped to sort of deal with this? Like, I guess, have, have you developed this 
virtue of patience over time to sort of help you where you are with bouldering, with um, your career, but also just mm. with your life. You know, sometimes I think like, uh, sometimes I'm envious of like my past self. Sometimes I'm not initially, maybe I was happier, maybe I was more joyous, maybe I was um, diving into like, <laughs> personal development a bit more. But I reckon, I reckon passwords would have like, would have been all good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nah, I love it. Always. Um, yeah, we'll start to sort of land the plane, but uh, we'll go back to the start with, you know, just just getting to where you are, you know, and I think, what 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 advice would you sort of pass on to those who maybe, you know, uh, a couple of things, you know, struggling through studies and sort of um, struggling for, I guess, direction. Yeah. You know, they, they, they're somewhere, but they're just like, oh, I don't know if this is, if this is me. Yeah, I'd say... I feel like I've heard you say this as well before. Like finding your why, like I spoke about it kind of briefly before, but like the the lacking direction of like what I wanted, what I wanted to do in my life was, you know, um, find something that I'm passionate about, like in terms of working, because I don't want to work in something that I don't enjoy doing. Um, wanted to provide for my family and wanted to provide for my community, and the community one was interesting because, like. You know, when you're when you're doing direct community work, it's it's all good, and there's there's jobs out there that it's very clear to see connections to uh, how is this affecting my community, how is this affecting my busfuka community, like if you're a teacher, if you're working at like the people that I like grew up with in, in Christchurch, like you know it's Ministry of Education, Ministry of Pacific Peoples. Um, who else is there? P- people at the University of um, Canterbury at other like um, like nurses and all that sort of stuff. And there's a very clear mm. this is affecting my Pacific community. But I would say for others like myself that are going into more corporate spaces, try and find that why. And it, it's it's hard to spot, but like try and find that why of um, how is the thing that I am doing um, benefiting my people and for me in engineering there's a number of things that kind of tie into tour related things um bus speaker and multi people in stem spaces in the corporate um environment that are just like lifting lifting our people as a whole um getting a bit of diversity of thought man i sit in meetings and it's all it's all like middle-aged white men talking about um you know gentrification or, or potential gentrification and in, in Eddy or something like and it's like, oh, we're we're the brown people though. Like yeah. we're the people that are actually in the community, and you know, all in time. Yeah. But th- that's an intangible thing of like, you know, I'm in that space now. Yeah. Uh, eventually, hopefully, I'll climb the ladder, and there'll be there'll be many more of bus speaker Modi in those spaces as well. Another intangible thing is, you know, I get to work on like I don't know you you find your why in your own ways, but I get to work on important infrastructure that will affect my people. Like there's a sewer tunnel going from Mangere all the way to Western Springs. It's like, oh, what does what does a sewer tunnel have to do with your people? But it's like it's going to increase the wastewater capacity of of Auckland City. Pacifica people are in Auckland City, and uh, it's going to help the community. Like little things like that, they all add up on like um, on a similar. Um, I want to serve my Pacifica community, and that's my why. And this is how I can do it through being an engineer. You know, there's there's other things like being a teacher, like you're you're, you're 
it's very obvious you're you're shaping the future of of, of your community or if you're working in um, you know the Ministry of Education Ministry of Pacific people again very obvious that you're doing this for your community but it's a bit harder to spot and yeah I would just encourage people to try and find that if you're an accountant or if you're a lawyer if you're um, I don't know in another corporate sector space it's cool it's cool and I love it always um, I think it was Frederick Nietzsche who said like you know he, he who knows the why can enjoy almost any anyhow and I mm. think it's such a key pillar but it I don't know if it's encouraged a lot in our sort of education system on any level. It's like mm. they want you to do the what. Yeah. But they, they're not sort of pressing the kids to, or, you know, or those students coming through. It's like, why yeah. do you want to do that? Besides money, right? Because yeah. a lot of the things are focused on, oh, this is how much it'll pay you. Yeah. And so we get excited about remuneration, but then you're empty inside, I think. But yeah. I love what you touched on that. There's, we're now in a space where we can do both. Yeah, and I think for that is amazing. Um, and, and 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 I'll come to Tupatoa for this regard because there's there's these times where we've heard you know people assume that Tupatoa are those with um, you know the elite you know, but like you've touched on you know your GPA wasn't that mm. um, you know it, it is what it was. But then you know can you can you sort of speak to those who who maybe perceive Tupatoa in that light of like you need to be an A student or something like that. So. And your experience of coming through, if you don't mind. Yeah, no, always like, yeah. like I never viewed it like that. Yeah. I, I've always thought that, like, you know, having good grades is, is awesome. Like, but the thing that I loved about Tuputo is that they were see they were they were pushing the value of Pacifica and Maori in a different light. Mm. Like, my value to my company wasn't my my brains. I mean, like, you know, I can I can do the engineering stuff. But it's more my diversity of thought and the the things that have come about from my upbringing, specifically as a Samoan, and as like from the things that I've done um, in my upbringing, which other people might not necessarily have. Like, and I mean, I already said before, like, man, I was I was bad in university. Like, my grades were, were horrific, but you know, Tuputo still saw the value that I had. And they still put me in a company and they're like, no, nah, this guy's going to be all good. Mm. And uh, I was. Um, yeah. No, no. And I think it's important because uh, that's the... It's a partnership we have with different companies along the way. And I think... Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see what the future of... I guess hiring looks like. Because, you know, in some spaces, yeah. there's quite a heavy emphasis on GPA. And yeah. it's not dogging GPA. Yeah. But it's like... Okay, is there anything else? And I think that anything else, mm. you know, you've demonstrated there was a whole lot else, yeah. where, which you are bringing to the forefront now in Arab. And yeah. I think that's the unfulfilled potential of Morning Pacific. Yeah. That excites me because I feel like that's what New Zealand is starting to, to be honest, this real surface level in terms of unearthing, I think. Yeah. It's like, mm. the I, I think that the, the, like one of the like coolest <laughs> things of like Pacific and Maori people is like their people skills mm-hmm. or what some people perceive as the soft skills yeah. and like you know what I lack in GPA and lack in um, what's it called in technical skill from university like I make up from by 
communicating effectively and like having good conversations with like with my seniors who will then teach me because it's no point having a a really good GPA but you're a dick (laughs) (laughs) like man I've seen it I've seen it so many times like you get these people that are like are really really smart and they're so awkward like their their social interactions are horrific or they're just generally not nice people yeah because they they come on on a like high pedestal of like I'm, yeah. I'm I'm better than you because yeah. I, you know, in some respects they are and yeah, yeah, yeah. from a brainy point of view but I'm like yeah. I'm probably gonna be better than you by the end of this yeah. that's a bad no 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 <laughs> but I think that sort of touches on that whole patience see yeah like you know some um, I don't know I think somebody says don't judge your week two compared to somebody's week twenty mm. type thing but yeah. I, uh, yeah, I just I, I don't know what it looks like specifically, but I'm excited to see what unfolds over the next five to ten years. Yeah, especially the the mahi that Tupoto's advocating for, and you know just people like yourself, where I just really appreciate your heart for our people, mm. uh, but being practical about the doing, mm. you know, because and I call them garage ideas. Where a lot of times we just have garage, we just have ideas, brilliant ideas, yeah. and they just stay in the garage, or, or they stay around the barbecue, mm. you know. And so, what I really want to honour you with is having these aspirations, but just having the grit to just pursue it. And I'm excited for what lies ahead for you because of that. Mm. So here, yeah, just appreciate uh, you sharing with us, man. But uh, just before we sort of finish up, man, uh, what does the future look like for you, my man? Or what would you like it to look like? Well, I want it to be in like in Christchurch. Like, man, I love my family. Yeah, I, yeah. I, like, <laughs> man, I'm so homesick. Okay? Yeah, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. but it'll it'll hopefully be me being in Christchurch, and while still doing like the the awesome technical like large infrastructure projects of the world, like remotely yeah. maybe, like. Hopefully, like following suit of like other pillars within my community in Christchurch, that have like paved the way. Like, there's man, there's there's so many pillars in Christchurch in certain industries and yeah. in certain areas that that have paved the way for like the, these future generations. And you know, maybe I could go back hopefully and and be that yo engineering. Like, if you if you want if you want help in this area, like you know, I know some networks, I know some pathways, but yeah. Hopefully, being in Christchurch and still providing for my community. Yeah. And then, uh, final one, bro. What's the what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given in your life? <laughs> it's a hard one, man. There's a lot of advice. Uh, oh, what's one that sort of come? One or two? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, I'm stuck on advice, though. Mm-hmm. Even though I've been saying I'm not yeah. <laughs> No. Sometimes it's funny yeah, when you have to think about it, you get mind blank eh, Yeah. You can go off the tongue at times. Oh. Yeah. Unsure. Yeah. On advice. Think. Oh man, I'm 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 drawing a blank. <laughs> Nothing from your parents or anything? Or even your sisters? No, it was it was all like just um, like leading by example, I suppose. Okay. Um, yeah. Did I get any? Oh, there's so many quotes that 
that I know friends have told me before mm-hmm. and they all vanished from my mind. <laughs> but yeah. Nah, nothing, I'm no. sorry. No, 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 no. So I guess I guess just to just to finish up on that leading by example, was that something that was encouraged to you or was that something that you saw? Something that I saw. Ah yeah. Like I suppose from from the various pillars in my community, mm-hmm. family, my sisters, um, and then just generally around, like it was it was modelled for me. Yeah. So it was very easy to to follow suit and to to aspire to do the same. Um, so yeah, model. Thank you, Wiz. I think on that note, man. Just once again, just just thank you for coming in to share your Dalano with us. Thank you for being open. Thank you for being transparent. Um, you know, we look forward to uh, your bouldering future, bro. Uh, just grateful for your constant support for for this co-papa that is too and we're in your corner we're cheering for you wherever that looks like in the future uh, but uh, Lord bless you Merry Christmas uh, that's soon enough and uh, yeah just uh, stay tuned folks um, we look forward to the, the future that lies here for this amazing young man and uh, that is us for this edition of Tupotoa Talanoa folks we'll see you at the next one Mahalo